I would like to welcome Kathy Bennett, co-founder at the Atlantic Women's Venture Fund, and Shelley Kuypers, co-founder at The 51, two accomplished women. We've had quite a few conversations, they say, at this point, and they are working uh, very hard to unleash the next economic wave and to unlock the full potential of all entrepreneurs around the country. Kathy, in particular, is a former CEO. She's a seasoned entrepreneur, current uh, board director of some prominent organizations, including BDC, and she has been focused on enabling growth and inclusive growth for that matter. And Shelly Kuypers, Shelly's, she's an activist in business entrepreneurship and investment. She's driving business models. The work that Shelly is leading with her co-founders at The 51 is inspiring. And I think uh, it will have meaningful value absolutely for women entrepreneurs, but also for the entire ecosystem as we unlock the angel capital that will flow across the entire ecosystem. Shelly's also a co-founder of, is it I-O-V-I-A? Am yeah. I pronouncing that right? Okay, I-O-V-I-A. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Adventure Capital. So welcome both of you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And if I could just provide just a little bit of remarks uh, to kick off our segment. We all know that the COVID-19 crisis has intensified the barriers to capital for all entrepreneurs. And as was mentioned earlier, we also know that these barriers have been in place for some time and some of the programs and some of the initiatives that are that are phenomenal we need to be careful that we're not amplifying uh, the barriers that uh, women entrepreneurs have in front of them so with that in mind maybe Kathy could you kick us off with your perspective what are your comments there in terms of what what we should be doing what we can be doing and the ethos of the Atlantic Women's Venture Fund well I mean I think pre-pandemic the Atlantic Women's Venture Fund was focused on you know, unleashing capital into the Canadian ecosystem that wasn't typically deployed in investment in any uh, in any type of you know startup or or venture capital company. I mean, women uh, as investors, I think, have you know typically taken a bit of a backseat for a bunch of reasons. And I think pre-pandemic, we were very focused on kind of unleashing that that capital, you know. But now, post-pandemic. I think where we feel there's a really strong sense of urgency to have uh, women who have wealth, who've amassed wealth as, you know, our generation of women have, you know, many of us have been working alongside our partners and, and, and our, our lifestyle has been very different than our mother, mothers, for example. We have wealth that we can deploy in the ecosystem in a way that is strategically supporting um, those new founders that are creating companies that may have uh, challenges to be able to access capital. And, uh, you know, it's interesting in these times that I, I see that what women's work is human work. And when we come out of the pandemic, we're thinking about the solutions that are going to be needed in our healthcare systems, in our education systems, in our social systems, in our communities. They're really going to be, I think, inspirational for women founders to find those solutions along with uh, male colleagues. But we want to make sure that they have the capital, particularly at the angel level, so they can grow those companies. About 51% of the population is is women in Canada, and we were about uh, 2.8% of VC funding available worldwide is what women typically get. And in Canada, we sit at about 4%. And quite frankly, that's an awful lot of capital to leave and a lot of people out out of a competitive ecosystem underutilized. Shelley, on that point around around the the small amount of VC funding that flows into women-led companies. Can you speak to your work at the 51 and 
and the role of angel investors, given that they're in every community, every province, every territory around the country, the role of angel investors in helping to, to bring balance to the funding ecosystem? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that Kathy addressed some of the key statistics that we know. I, I always, it always kind of brings a smile or, you know, perhaps an, an expletive to my face when we talk about diversity, yet women are 51% of the population. So that's exactly where we got our name from, the 51, to consistently remind people that we are 51% of the population. And so the opportunity to unlock our capital, like Kathy is saying, our innovation and our spending power is going to be a huge economic force and economic engine inside of Canada to really help drive that transformation and that diversification. And so that's really our mission. What we did at the 51 was a, a different approach. So while we could have created an investment club, we decided to create a community. And that community was designed in such a way that participation in the 51 could be highly democratized. Anybody could be part of the 51. Yes, right now we can only activate capital from accredited investors, but we have a long-term horizon. So if we think about women today, 51% of the population, there's a wealth transfer going on. So over the next 10 years, women will amass much more wealth and capital that needs to be deployed. And so we took a long-term view that said, we have accredited investors today. We have those that are potentially accredited and just don't know it and do not know how to invest. So we want to be a vehicle to kind of upskill and train these women. And then we have more broadly these aspiring investors. And so this community approach really allows for anybody to participate, learn, level up, and contribute to this new economic force that we're creating. The same thing goes on the entrepreneur side. So again, you know, we have entrepreneurs in our portfolio that we've, that we've invested in, but we also want to tap the community for this broader long-term access to entrepreneurs and the businesses that they're creating. And so again, how can we collectively create a community that says, you know, there's new wealth to be created by combining women's wealth and female entrepreneurship, and then the broader community um, that supports this movement. So we've really tried to democratize our approach and make sure that we're not creating a community or a club that says, you know, those that have money will make more money, but those that have a, a desire to learn and be ambitious and to create value can participate. Shelly, on, on the point of this math, massive wealth transfer that's going to be taking place, am I right that this is something that potentially benefits all entrepreneurs across the entire ecosystem as it, as it unlocks a significant amount of wealth that can flow into all kinds of companies founded by all kinds of entrepreneurs? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have female investors as part of our collective today, but we also have you know, other investors that are stepping up, including men saying, I also want to participate. But again, you know, the women in our community are not just investing in female entrepreneurs, they're investing in all entrepreneurs, as you've kind of called this talk. So we want to, to build an economic system that's perhaps built by us as women, but it's for everyone. And so that's, that's been a key part of our kind of our value set and our ethos from the beginning. So on that point, maybe looking at you, Kathy, structural barriers, focusing in on, so there's two 
there's two essentially segments of structural barriers. One is to investing itself, which Shelley touched in on around aspiring investors and, and the, the current structure of, of investing in private companies. And then, and then of course, that has an impact on the entrepreneurs that are, that are looking to raise capital from these investors that maybe don't qualify. So can you touch on the structural barriers to investing that you see and, and how we maybe perhaps can be imaginative around unlocking more capital from these aspiring investors? I think part of it, the um, essential element Shelley just spoke about, I, I think, you know, somebody said to me a long time ago that, and I apologize to all the men in the audience and the, and the panelists uh, for this comment, not my words, somebody else's words, you know, men apply for a job when they know about 80% of it and women apply for a job when they feel they know about 120% of it. So when you think about investing, the need to have women provided the opportunity to understand from an educational perspective, a research perspective, you know, what are the, the key things you need to think about if you're going to make an investment decision as an angel or if you're going to invest in a fund uh, like, like the fund that we're building? That's an essential component. And one of the things that our fund has is we have a not-for-profit arm that's going to be focused on partnering with organizations um, such as NACO and others that are going to allow us to help educate these new investors to the ecosystem, but not necessarily uh, new entrepreneurs. One of the um, fascinating things about the nine women that have founded the Atlantic Women's Venture Fund is we're all, you know, C-suite executives. We've had a uh, deep bench of experience. And when you, you know, I would say that the investment dollars that we're going to provide through ourselves or through others that are going to join the fund, it will be very rich dollars, rich with not only um, the cash capacity, the cash capabilities of what we're providing companies, but more importantly, the networks and the things that we'll be able to provide based on our own experience. And I think the other one is that, you know, how do you uh, get women investors to want to take to take action and, and participate um, in, you know, a, a place where they can actually determine what are the consumer goods that we're going to buy? What are the technologies we need as a, as a, a collective group of population, as opposed to, you know, a portion of the population driving the agenda? You know, Shelley, I love the name of what Shelley and their group has done in Western Canada. And when you think about, you know, 51% of the population, I think we really need to also remember that it's not just women. When you think about women as a whole, even inside the group of women, there's significant underrepresentation of women of color, Aboriginal women, LGBTQ women. I mean, those um, are all, you know, sisters that I want to include in our fund and our team wants to include in our fund because by teaching and training and deploying their capital, what we're going to see is stronger female founders supported. And we're also going to see men thinking about investing in female-led companies. Many men think of it very differently today, but even more will think of it differently as we build these successful female-led led companies. Thank you. And then, uh, Shelley, maybe you could highlight some of the companies that, that the 51 has invested in. Yeah, we had a chance to to hear from one of them this morning, Babi with Virtual Gurus. So I think she's a great example, again, of a business that's combined, you know, a financial outcome as well as a social outcome. And it's a new innovative business model, kind of coupling you know, human capabilities with AI to provide a distributed work platform. So it's fantastic. 
There's another young woman out west here, Alicia from Salon Scale, who is building a fantastic business around helping salon owners be much more efficient with their costs, specifically on the color side. It's a software application. And, you know, Alicia, even during this, you know, this really challenging time continues to grow her business. And so those are just a couple of examples of, of, of women that we've invested in. Great. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you, Kathy. We're going to close off today. And so before we do, thank you so much to Kathy and Shelley for those comments. I'm really excited from the NACO perspective. I think that there's a lot that we can do by uh, joining forces with the Atlantic Women's Venture Fund and the 51. And this is an aspiring development, a very inspiring development in, in the angel ecosystem. And I'm looking forward to doing more and, and helping them succeed in, in a meaningful way. So thank you for your insights. Our ecosystem of women entrepreneurs is vast and diverse, and this was touched on in both Shelley and Kathy's comments. We need to do more, and we can do more for all communities around the country. Uh, there are women entrepreneurs and angels in, in all provinces, in all communities, and our policy response, in our policy response, we need to be careful to avoid focusing too narrowly on the most, the highly dense cities or the most favored cities and the most favored communities who already have good access to capital, or at least pre-pandemic had, had favorable access to capital. So we need to evolve to ensure that during this period of rapid change that we bring a gender and regional inclusion perspective and, and that we leave no entrepreneurs behind as we develop the policy landscape. Thank you again for all of you for being here. I want to thank Rachel Bendayan, Bobby Reset, Dr. Francisca Broel, Stephanie LaPierre, Jennifer Wagner, Amber Mack, Abdullah Snowbar, Nicole Verkins, Sandy Gilbert, Kathy Bennett, and Shelley Q uh, Kuypers for joining us. Once again, thank you to all of you for your unwavering support and positivity during this uh, challenging time as your as your companies uh, and as individuals you're having to deal with the, the effects of the pandemic. Uh, we have had some amazing conversations at this point. We have over 50 contributors to these discussions and these roundtables. So we are making these recordings available. And if you go to podcast.builtbyangels.com or if you just go to the builtbyangels.com website, and I think we have a slide that has, that has the, the URL that's just coming up. So you can listen to the replays in a podcast format. So you can just you know, press play and listen to them. Uh, we hope you will join us next week on Thursday, May 7th, as we continue the conversation on the theme of innovating at the speed of the crisis. And we will keep you updated with our newsletter around the speaker composition and how that theme uh, is relevant to your business. There were some extraordinary questions that came through. Please keep them coming. Feel free to email. We are aggregating them and we will be um, including them in our policy response and weaving them into our discussions. And then as Parliamentary Secretary Rachel Bendayan mentioned, we will also be sharing them in a collaborative manner with our government. As always, the, the recordings of today's session will also be linked in our newsletter, so please stay tuned for that. And we'll be in touch with registration on next week's roundtable in the coming days, so, so please stay tuned. So thank you everyone for joining us. Today was a, a, an extraordinary segment. The conversations are relevant to all members of our ecosystem, and we are excited about our national initiative for women entrepreneurs. I think that we're entering into a new wave of angel activity in Canada and with a social mission uh, behind it. And so we're very thankful to have all of you as collaborators on this call, and we look forward to collaborating with you and with your organizations as we build out the future of angel activity in Canada. 
Thank you, everyone. And thank you to our panelists once again.